0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to have you with us today. Good
1: morning, Dr. Paul. How are you doing?
0: Doing well. <coughs> doing well. Sunny day. Back at back at the desk again, trying yeah. to sort out all falsehoods and the truths, uh, and uh, it's not the easiest thing in the world. You know, I keep thinking. Well, why don't we just call the FBI and help, let them, maybe they'll help us. Oh no, we'll we're, we're have to investigate them too. You know?
1: <laughs> no good Which guys. We,
0: well, if we can't trust the FBI, you surely could trust the CIA. That's so, right. So, and then if you couldn't trust them, how about a congressional investigation set up by Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> they'll get to the bottom of it and yeah. they're getting to the bottom of this January 6th incident. Yeah. And so we shouldn't have to worry so much. Well, uh, we'll do our best to not worry but to expose. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Anyway, I want to start off with talking about the Inspector General uh, for the Capitol Hill Police. They yeah. had to open up an investigation checking on uh, uh, the Capitol Hill Police themselves. There's uh, rumors going on or evidence that's going on that uh, something's going on with the staff. Uh, the uh, spying on the members of Congress. But we know that Pelosi wouldn't do that uh, except because she has this commission up. The commission she has to work on that nobody can touch is uh, she has Republicans on there. Did you know that? Yeah. Two Republicans good ones. on there. Liz but, Cheney but she and- didn't fulfill her, her the, the uh, description of the committee that we set up, it was to be bipartisan. So they picked two people who have sworn unallegiance to the Republican yeah. Party and allegiance <laughs> to the Democrats. So she kicks off the Republicans that were appointed. And, uh, and and then go on with them, and then they figure, well, at least at least they'll be decent and allow the information that's available. The prosecution has that is Pelosi has that that they would share it. Uh, you you know with the people on the defense, the people they're charging with treason and and uh, and, and all all of this violence and insurrection, but uh, guess what? They're, She's filed a lawsuit to prevent them from ever looking at yeah, it. Yeah. So it's not a it's not a very American system of justice. So it's interesting. The inspector general's looking into it. It's conceivable, you know, that he may be uh, really serious into it. Time will tell. And uh, but the, the one part that caught my attention because we used to sit around in the office and kid, I uh, wonder where the wonder where the sm- microphones yeah. are, and uh, always saying it in such a way that they couldn't possibly be doing that but here here's one headline here, capital police spies dressed like construction workers to surveil GOP congressman's office. Yeah. that that's getting pretty bad, and uh, I I don't know if um, we can get to the bottom of this. But if if there's a hint of this or evidence of this, there's everybody should have an obligation to do it, uh, do something about it. And I think this will be, uh, you know, just like. Uh, RussiaGate deserves to be in involved in the next election. People say just forget about it. Uh, you know it's all over and done with. Uh, yes, but uh, I, I don't think the principle is over and done with. You don't have to say, well, I'm going to be here until we put you away in prison for life. But boy, I think the American people deserve to know what's going on and the lies that they have proven. And uh, and that there was a witch hunt going on back in uh, over the 16 election lasted for years and now they're in another one and that has to do with uh the sixth of january and uh and yet now once again there's evidence of shenanigans going on so uh, i think i think from my viewpoint which would be not a proven finality to it i i would say there was a lot of bad things happening in the last election you yeah. know with the hillary episode and and in here uh very suspicious it deserves examination and, but i think we're not alone i think the american people more than a majority are upset, and they do not trust what their government says. Even here, you know, I've already indicated, keep my fingers crossed. Let's hope we have some honest people here that will expose it. I believe they're still there, uh, but it's a cost to them personally to, you know, speak out t- too much, just like uh, the people go along with uh, the wokeism because there are penalties, even though they don't believe in it.
1: And we reported on this earlier because it was a Politico article that talked about the Capitol Hill police were running background checks on people who were going to visit with their members of Congress or <laughs> constituents, running background checks, and also searching social media accounts of any staffer who would be present at that meeting, which is clearly, clearly inappropriate and the illegal behavior on the part of the Capitol Hill police who really are a Praetorian guard of the Speaker and the Senate Majority Leader. That's their own personal Uh, police force. So this new information, we can put up that first uh, clip, too. This is from the Federalist. Uh, This new information is that the Inspector General has opened an investigation into the allegations of spying on members of Congress and staff. And this includes a very peculiar uh, accusation by Troy Nels, who is, I think he had part of your old district. He's from Texas. And he made a, a very, very serious, serious claim. And here, I'll just kind of give a nutshell as to what it is. And you can put on that second clip while I'm mentioning it. So apparently, the protocol is if a, if Capitol Hill cops sees a member's office open, they'll go in and look around and make sure everything's okay. I think that sounds reasonable because you don't know who could be in there. But apparently, when they were in there checking to see if things were okay, they saw a couple things that looked interesting to them. So they took photographs of these things, this legislative information, In the members office brought it back to Capitol Hill intelligence the police intelligence and they started looking into it so what was it what was it all about they thought they really had a smoking gun and Troy Nells was planning another insurrection well there was a reference to body armor and that's what really got them freaked out however when you look at the actual story they were this was a, a whiteboard that they had in their office Where they talked about legislative priorities the problem is there was some faulty chinese body armor that i think was involved with the texas company and they were his staff and he and he were brainstorming about this what are we going to do about it you know how are we going to fix this problem so you can take that down now so so that was number one when they saw body armor they started taking pictures uh and then the other thing was there was there was a map of the rayburn building with an x in front of one exit. Well, it turns out that was a map, according to Nell's office, that was a crude map they drew for an, for an intern on how to find the ice machine, right? <laughs> couldn't find the ice machine. So it's very, very serious. They go in and they take these photos, and then they run back to Capitol Hill Intelligence say, we got something on this guy. And not only that, Dr. Paul, but a couple of days later, they came back in undercover dressed as construction workers and started interrogating Nell's staff about it which, you know, I spent a lot of time on Capitol Hill. This is unbelievable. It's hard to imagine that this really happened, although I guess in the post-January 6th world, uh, everything has changed. But I find it very shocking. Hopefully the Inspector General is a truly independent body and will truly get to the bottom of it rather than whitewash it. But something is seriously wrong here, Dr. Paul.
0: I, I agree with that for sure. And I think that eventually the truth will come out. It took a long time to get a good feel for the truth about the Russia Gate and the Hillary uh, involvement. And now it's just starting. Let's hope it goes a little bit faster. Let's hope that, uh, that there's an honest investigation. But we don't know that for sure. But at least there's a start in that direction. But you know, to me, it's uh, not a really complicated because there's enough evidence out and everybody knows it, but they just deny it, doesn't matter. And that is the two things that I've already mentioned. One, uh, one is the way the committee was put together. Yeah. This is not a real committee, that's a farce, yeah. you know, to have the Republicans point somebody then throw them off the committee yeah. and put two people whose allegiance to the Democrats yeah. and call this a fair deal. And then the other thing is the evidence. The prosecution, the defense is not allowed to see the films. Yeah. And uh, and and I think, you know, the only thing a term that comes to my mind with it is this is a mistrial. Yeah, but yeah. there's but there's no mistrial under these circumstances. The only person who could talk, who could call it off and call it a mistrial would be Pelosi and I predict she won't do it. Yeah,
1: I predict not either. <laughs> Well, let's look at a couple of the congressman's tweets because he probably puts it in a better nutshell than I did, if we can. And these just came out yesterday. He said, The Capitol Police Intelligence Division investigated my office illegally, and one of my staffers caught them in the act. And then he says, It was November 20, 20th in 2021. Capitol Police entered his office without his knowledge and photographed confidential legislative products protected by the speech and debate clause, et cetera, et cetera. Go to the next one. And so then two days later, he said, on the 22nd, Thanksgiving week, three intelligence officers attempted to enter the office while the house was in recess. It said, upon discovering a member of my staff, special agents dressed like construction workers began to question him on the contents of a photograph taken illegally two days later. And the other thing that this brings up, Dr. Paul, is what business does the intelligence division of the Capitol Hill Police have going undercover? dressed as construction workers who knows what else they dress as going into members offices under false pretense to investigate and spy on them it's really really sick the the first thing that came to mind is, well, I hope when Republicans take over in the, in November, they'll put a stop to this. But then I actually got sane again, and I realized they love this. They're going to love this power. So instead of saying we got to cut this out, they're going to say, ooh, we're going to use this on the Democrats.
0: Well, Jack, if they happen to have made a few minor mistakes, we'll correct that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I, it's a real pity because I think where we stand... In uh, our legislative process, our financial system, uh, the, the the standards of morality of the the individuals in Washington, it's so bad, so bad. that it's mostly a contest between. Uh, who, who can tell the biggest lie yeah. with the straightest face? And that goes on constantly. Even though we cannot take it away, we do have a handful of friends there yeah, that some ha- good are people. there for the right reason. And I keep hoping that, you know, wh- whether it's the FDI, FBI, FBI or the Department of Justice, or even in the courts, we have we've come across a few you know judges that are ruling with a a good sense of, you know on these COVID trials, so they're they're not a the, the enemy doesn't have a hundred percent control, but it seems like they have a hundred percent of the message you know the the media message yeah. and. Uh, but uh, th- this is why I've always argued there has to be an al- alternative. The founders had to use pamphlets, pamphleteering, yeah. and uh, and, ri- and right now we, we may be we may be pushed to using pamphlets <laughs> because they're going to they're going to control the uh, internet.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to move on to the next topic, and this is great news, Dr. Paul. Well, it's great news if you have Pfizer stock. Let's look at this next. At this next. This is from Axios. This came out today. If we can look at that next clip a new top selling medicine, Pfizer's COVID vaccine. Surprise, surprise, go to the next one. It's great news for people in the business. Pfizer registered a $36.8 billion in sales in 2021 from its COVID-19 vaccine. This vaccine is now officially the top selling pharmaceutical product ever in a single year by a huge margin.
0: And. They want it to go up, and it looks like it's going to go up. It hasn't stopped. Because even if they overproduce, which is always possible, uh, and nobody wants them, they can't even... you know, I mean, just think how how earlier on they were paying people to take it. Yeah, you know, up to a hundred dollars. Yeah, Go, take your shot. And we'll give you $100. have a beer or have Used a sausage. be that <laughs> if you wanted to shot, you'd find your five dollars and pay for it. Yeah, you know, but that's that's not the case. And that, and right now they're uh, they're planning to um, make fifty four billion dollars in in this uh, fiscal year. Uh-huh. So, uh So it, it's moving up. And did you say you bought stock?
1: Uh, no. no. But we, what we
0: need to do, we probably could have known about this if we had just watched Nancy Pelosi's uh, tra- trades that she was making and uh, the ones that she reports. Yeah. So she, she probably has a little bit of that stock and a few other uh, politicians or insiders will have it. But the big guys, the military industrial complex, yeah. the people who control the Federal Reserve and the whole business, uh, they had a few shares of uh, of, of this stock, I'm sure
1: and I'm not I'm not I'm not a stock person but if I were I would still be wary because remember they wanted to hold off on their documents for 75 years they don't look at don't (laughs) don't check our notes don't check our notes and and they've been pushed now they don't have that much time you got to release these documents so you know these these uh, these bubbles that can uh, that can be blown up like this can burst as well so uh, I guess we're ready to move on to the next one Uh, and this is someone we haven't seen in a few days dr. Paul it's uh, Walensky CDC, and yes, uh, uh, put that put that one up. And Dr. Paul, go ahead and unless you wanted to talk more about Pfizer. I wanted to make one more uh, comment sorry, about sorry, yeah. Pfizer,
0: Pfizer, because uh, you know uh, Pfizer makes the money. Uh, it's it's a rigged system. They make huge profits, and the stockholders do do real well. But th- I think where the big stuff is is behind the scenes. The fact that uh, that we send these billions and Billions of dollars to these companies that and, and the part that they still think is quasi legal, you know, yeah. oh, this went through the conference. We we appropriated that money and and the uh, and it went to these companies and uh, it's it's just routine practice. Uh, and and then, of course, uh, you have the incidence of people actually uh, benefiting because they know this trades will go on and uh, they think there should be more uh, more control of the members of Congress with buying and selling. But the, it's bigger. Problem. Another rule is not going to deal yeah. deal with the big uh, problem. You you have to expose the deep state, and you have to you have to uh, have people understand and agree that you know the FBI and the CIA and others are involved, and uh, this this is a this is a, a bigger problem. But it's morally it's the same thing. But some of it's considered perfectly okay. Yeah. You know that's the way that's the way we do business. So. And you had one co- also come on up. Here. Well, we wanted
1: to do the one on, uh, on the CDC. Now, they, they, they're, they're trying to get back into the limelight. And uh, if we could put up that next clip, um, CDC stands by its K-12 school masking guidance as states relax the rules. So they're trying to recapture the narrative, I think, Dr. Paul. They're saying, hey, these kids, you got to still wear your masks. you got to still wear your masks. Uh, And this is the blue as the blue state governors now are relaxing or eliminating mask mandates.
0: You know, this is like schizophrenia in medicine, political schizophrenia. Uh, everything's breaking loose this morning. Just a few glances at, at at the at the television. Even those other stations that you wouldn't think has one grain of sense. Oh, things are getting better now, oh, yeah. and we're going to have to do it. Somebody said has something to do with election coming up, and no, they, had they wouldn't do that. Change, would they? <laughs> change, change, change their image, and so. It, but but the whole thing of things. Well, even when things weren't so bad, it was schizophrenic because they were acting like uh, they were they were hysterical over how bad this was. And now that things are really getting better, uh, you, you know, they they say, yes, we can move in that right direction, except for the danger to the children. Yeah. So we have to protect the children. And, of course, the children essentially have never been endangered. So it's not good policy. Government agents aren't very good. Politicians aren't very good at practicing it. Bureaucrats are e- even worse. And they make a lot of mistakes. And there's no, res- uh, no, no liability, no responsibility because they've removed that. They've guaranteed that anybody that does any of these things has no responsibility for it. So it's a bad system. But right now, there's some good news here is that they're forced, they're being forced to say, you know, the American people are waking up. And that's why we're seeing the break in what's happening in Canada. And all of a sudden, uh, it's Canada that is uh, setting a standard that other people are starting to follow.
1: Yeah, you know, remember when the red state governors like DeSantis and to a lesser degree Abbott started saying, we don't need these uh, restrictions. We don't need all these mandates. And what do they say in the blue states? And what do they say in the CDC? You've got to follow the science. You've got to follow the science. They're not following the science. Well, now we have New Jersey, Connecticut, Delaware, California, and Oregon, blue states, as blue as you can get, all dropping the school mask mandate. But the CDC still says that the science says you have to keep the, the masks on the kids. So the question is, why are these blue states now Refusing to follow the science.
0: Oh, I <laughs> wonder, wonder what's going on. I, I have this item here
1: about the towing companies. You yeah, know, well, I think we're going to do Saskatchewan next. But yeah. We,
0: okay, I got that.
1: Yeah, that's actually just a clip, yeah. and it's a clip of the premiere of Saskatchewan, and, we, and it's actually we, we, number. We saw a great speech. It's a great it. speech, yeah, and it's about a minute long. It actually is number one, not number two, as I suggested. If we can put up the number one, this is Scott Moe. He's the uh, premier of saskatchewan making a very important announcement that first video clip labeled number one if we could play that uh, i think the first minute of that would do if we have that up there here we go let's listen to a first minute of of scott mo the premier of saskatchewan
2: let's not judge our neighbor because they may be vaccinated or because they may not be vaccinated Let's not judge our neighbor if they should choose to wear a mask or not to choose to wear a mask in the weeks ahead. Whenever someone is doing their own personal risk assessment, which we have asked them to do in this province for a period of time now, uh, they're doing that assessment for themselves, possibly for their family, and they may come back with a a different decision than what you might uh, arrive at. And that different conclusion, albeit maybe different from where you have landed, should not be judged. It should be respected, and it should be accepted. It's time for each of us as individuals now to make a conscious effort to treat everyone in our daily lives that we encounter.
0: You know, what I liked about also this time for the proof of is vaccination in the middle of all that, he understands some basic principles, and I suspect he knows them and he understands them. I don't think his speech, I don't believe he doesn't believe in what he was saying and that somebody wrote this speech. Yeah. I believe... It just came across authentic, and what I liked about it, he talked about, people should take their own risks, and yeah. I've mentioned that, and you agree that we, sh- that, that that's part of what liberty is all about. That the government can't protect us against ourselves, or it becomes a total nightmare, and that's what's going on, of course, with COVID. So the, that you uh, you can you should accept your own risk and accept and 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 deal with it. And, of course, this is a principle of self-ownership and self-responsibility. Uh, and then he used the word, something implied, a- and make your decision and live with it. Live with it's, it, yeah. You, you're the one that made the, made the decision, and you, you use your own judgment. So they're very, very good statement and doing the right thing. So I was delighted that we could uh, call that attention to our viewers.
1: And I think what that also shows is that the truckers are winning, because he wouldn't have done this as, as good of a guy as he might be he also was in charge of presiding over these restrictions, so he would not have done this if it weren't for the truckers, and in fact, the Premier of Alberta tried to do the same thing. He went up and made a big deal out of, we're getting rid of our restrictions, Then, less than 24 hours, he kind of slunk back up there and said, oh, right. except for A, B, C, D, and E. <laughs> yeah, so, But it just shows that the, the momentum is with the truckers, uh, and it's only a matter of time. I don't know if you noticed, I, I watched Trudeau before Parliament yesterday. He was getting grilled by the opposition. Suddenly he didn't sound that confident, so we'll see. I think it's only a matter of time, and hopefully they'll hold out. They should not compromise until they get what they want. But now, sorry, now we want to talk about um, the towing companies. And let's actually move ahead, skip that the Fauci one, and move ahead to the towing companies clip if we can and dr paul go ahead if you want to
0: okay well i found this fascinating because the people sent there by the uh, the government the so-called <laughs> enemy to clean up this and get yeah. these highways opened up uh so uh they the, the tow the drivers <laughs> and the tow companies i think they had sympathies elsewhere and yeah. they, they joined it but there was another statement made about this that uh, is a uh, uh, a little bit annoying because the left is very good at capturing whatever it is and flipping it and blame you for that. And this is what they're doing. This, this discomfort they have in Canada with this nonviolent civil disobedience is equivalent to, you know, really, really a hostile uh, insurrection and violent takeover. Yeah, yeah. And that... Uh, uh, implying that what they were doing up there was equivalent to Alinsky's advice this is the way you get to power you create a chaos in the streets and i was thinking yes it, it is they try there's traffic jams up there but what about the chaos in the inner cities what how many 8 months last year you know in in this country and the police totally ignored it the only response they had was uh, you know defund the police so they don't have a prayer yeah. of being able to do anything so uh, no I think I think this is good so uh, they they've switched allegiance yeah. I, I hope they don't get punished but you can't ever tell
1: <laughs> well that that clip we had was from the CBC the Canadian Broadcasting Company but I want to add a little bonus clip to this Dr. Paul because not only are the tow truck companies saying you know what? we're not going to tow you we're going to join you but you know they they put out a little notice the Ottawa police saying if you bring gasoline to these truckers, you're gonna get arrested. Watch and see what the Canadians did. Let's look at that second video clip if we can. And I think we want the whole clip played. They said, if you bring them gas, you're gonna get arrested. Look what the Canadians did. Those are all gas cans, Dr. Paul. Everyone went out and grabbed gas cans and brought them to the truckers. So that is an amazing clip, I think. If you bring them gas, you're going to get arrested. And the whole town said, oh, yeah, try to arrest us all.
0: You know, that whole episode of how it happened, it's, uh, well, who did this? Who was the central economic planner? Where was that office? Where did the bureaucrats get this? It's so well organized. Well, this, this might have something to do with the invisible hand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that things happen when you have people energized and, and have an agreement on doing something. And, uh, no, that's, I think, It's a great very clip. Neat. Very uplifting very
1: clip. Well, do you want to – let's move on to that next clip. And you wanted to talk a little about something you saw in Politico.
0: Yes, uh, the um, – Uh, The the blame now is that uh, COVID, it says violent crimes to uh, labor shortages. Mayors say COVID did all this, and it's far-reaching. COVID had something to do with it, but it was the hysterical overreaction by government and a lot of other people engaged, whether it's from the government, the bureaucracy, to the media, to the university professors, and to some physician, to a lot of physicians who were just antagonistic and and challenging the whole concept of uh, uh, of natural immunity, for instance. They, but but I hear the. Some of the left now is changing their tune. Yeah, there, yeah. I guess maybe we won the public opinion on this. But uh, the, the, uh, this this is amazing. They didn't. Uh, they were, the way I read this is I didn't see too much blame put on the people uh, on the lockdown. The the, the people who are locked down. You already mentioned maybe some of these people who are shifting. They were the ones that did the lockdown. Yeah. I think we had a little bit of that here in our own state. Yep. You know where where they join and then they switch switch sides when uh, reality sets in. So I think this is uh, this is good. It's a conversion. It's uh, sometimes a little bit and a little bit late, but it's still if they're going to change their tune. We take advantage of it, but I think uh, you know if this continues, you, you know, uh, and maybe they'll achieve what they want. They they want the lockdown to not even be uh, uh, an issue in this year's election. I don't think they can get that far. I don't think they can clean up their act between uh, now and November and say, well, it had nothing to do with uh, you know violence in the street. Had, had nothing to do with lockdown. Had nothing to yeah. do with defunding the police. Nothing to do with re- releasing. Uh, vicious prisoners that have made v- vicious crimes and turn them loose and then recommit, you know, the same crimes that they were arrested for. Now, I don't think it's going to be forgotten very easily.
1: Yeah, and, you know, uh, our colleague Chris Rossini did a great article. We have it up on ronpaulinstitute.org website uh, where he talks about what's going to happen. And I was never for the mass. I was never for the lockdowns. <laughs> and that's what we're seeing now. And if you're an optimist like you are, you would say that's a good sign. If you're a pessimist like I am, you'd say they're trying to get away for, away with it, you know. Yeah, right. But I got a couple of quick little closing okay, clips, and ahead. I know you want to mention some things in your closing. But I just want to put up that next uh, clip. I haven't done this in a while, but this is Ian Miller. He used to he used to um, cover his name, and now he's in the open. He has a book out. We've we've covered his stuff for a long time. If you can put up that chart, because this is very, uh, the next. Uh, go to the next one. Sorry, um, Ian Miller. He's done a lot of amazing work and he should get a lot of credit for what he's done. But here's a chart. What's great about Austria's N95 mandates, lockdowns for the unvaccinated, and widespread vaccine passports is that their results have been worse than Sweden. So not only are their policies harmful and discriminatory, they're completely useless too. And here's a chart cumulative deaths attributed to COVID 19 in Sweden and Austria per 100,000. Austria, which has become a full blown police state is actually doing worse than Sweden that did not close down. And this is why if you put up that next clip, you're gonna see a lot more of this going on. And this is a left-wing uh, Republican, or a Democrat representative from New York. Instead of saying that the virus got a virus, now they're saying the Democrats plan to fight COVID is working cases are down and vaccines are available. Now it's time, listen to this Dr. Paul, this is the thing that really flips people out and me too. Now it's time to give people their lives back as if our lives were theirs to take and they can give them back when they want. We're gonna see a lot more of this. They can't get away with it.
0: Yeah, they, they don't understand the fundamentals, obviously. Their fundamental is we own you, yeah, we we're gonna control you and we're gonna move you along. And all of a sudden, we have a significant impact of cultural Marxism, which is getting pretty bad in this country. But it has to be challenged. And we try to, do, to challenge that every single day.
1: Yeah, I'm done, Dr. Okay.
0: Paul. I want to mention uh, the uh, famous speaker of the House that uh, is in office right now. And uh, Pelosi, I-, I knew her and we visited and debated each other at times on on foreign policy, if, 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 if more than anything else. But um, the the other day, uh, of course, her first uh, uh, you know advertisement was when she was supporting all these laws of uh, wearing masks and all, and she cheated on that, and that knocked her down a few points, and uh, she she had to be more careful. But now. Uh, it, She's bold. There's no doubt about it. I mean, she is bold with her power. And, and it, it was very much out in the open. There's so many ways that members of Congress steal by influence. You know, uh, uh, behind the scenes on how you do them a deal, and all of a sudden you get kickbacks and all this thing. But she she bought and sold and made a lot of money on stocks. Her husband was involved, so the uh, there started even from the Democrats. The Democrats now uh, probably were a little jealous. They didn't have as much money. Say, we got to stop this uh, insider trading, and uh, and she opposed it. So she no, we we don't. It's not that bad. Is it? Besides, she says, what's wrong? This is crazy. She says, what's wrong with me being able to participate in the free market system? (laughs) This is this is profits. And this is what America is all about. This is what all this is what Congress and a lot of America it's all about. But that doesn't make it right. I'll tell you. So they're working on a law now, and they think passing a law is going to make a difference. But the, a law a law is going to be irrelevant. It's sort of like all of a sudden uh, Congress passing a law, which they do and tell the Federal Reserve what to do. And that's so it's it's like writing a law and, and saying to the CIA that thou shalt not ever participate in another coup in the next 100 years, you know. Who, who knows? They just do what they want anyway. So uh, I think that um, the laws, some of them, I guess you have to have some rules, but it's just tragic because there's so many opportunities. And the problem is the government's too big, too much money. They have too much control. There's too much room for benefits to occur. And then you have the other factor that there's a few people that end up in Washington that don't have a good set of standard of values, and they're uh, they're willing to do it. So if you had a few... Uh, opportunities, but you had, uh, you you know, people of character that wouldn't steal from the people and be very strict with themselves, that wouldn't be a problem either. So to me on, on things like this, the real solution uh, is to make government very small, shrink the size of government. As long as government is this big, you have the military industrial complex and all these other things. There's always this opportunity for them to figure out something. And the bigger problem, of course, is, you know, we're talking about blatantly uh, being dishonest about what they're doing. But just the whole process is dishonest. It's it's uh, it's what bastia called plunder. It's it's designed to have democracy where you steal from one group and give to another, and you get reelected, and it's above board. Everybody, that's the way the system works. So it, it's a mess. But uh, believe me, uh, if, if you deal with this philosophically, it usually boils down for me to the point is. Government is too big, it's out of control, and we're on the verge of the declaration of a total bankruptcy of this country, and that will include a moral bankruptcy as well. It can be avoided by us emphasizing and others joining us in this effort to promote peace and prosperity by emphasizing the importance of personal liberty. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Please come back soon.